Alright. So we're on top of a mountain in Alaska. Nomad Collective. The Nomad Collective Podcast, and we're here with Josh Manelik. Yeah, how do you say your last name? M-A-N-E-L-I-C-K Manelik. Main Lick. But you can call me the Main Lick. Main Licker. Tell me the Todd. 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 You're just Todd in my book. I haven't even got your last name. Uh, do you want it or you want to leave it that way? Look up. That's up to you. Oh, last name Harney. Todd Harney. Chronicles. <laughs> Chronicles of Harnia. Yeah. We prefer the Chron. Chron- See, he has many names. That one originated on this trip, Chronicles of Harnia, because we knew it was going to get wild out here and we were going deep. But his yeah. other name, <laughs> he's- I have, I have a different name with like every group of friends that I've made at the different stages of my life and moves and meeting people. Exactly. Exactly. And DC. So who am I? To we, you? We, well, okay. The, originally, I knew him as Big Sir Archer, the legend of Big Sir. Yeah, that. Don't go yeah. too much further. You're Nate Creech. Nate Creech. Kestrel knives. Kestrel knives. Badass knives. He used it earlier. AKA the Creechness. Cut up some of Todd's summer sausage, which he taught me how he made it. Well, we had so much time up on the mountain, glass and those sheep. We were just like yeah, talking about everything. So we yeah. should we should quickly describe. Yeah the setting right now do it go for it okay so the phone is recording in the middle of this three-person tent which there's four of us in and this is going to be a a visual podcast probably we We have have some straight up Mm. above the there's no floor in this thing we're on the ground it's damp and we have ultralight bistro lights hanging in the top of the tent for dinner time ambiance mm-hmm where this is the the guide tent, pretty wedged in here. I'm about to eat dinner. Quite a finally. few miles back. Uh, yeah, we we got a bunch of peak refuel. How many miles? I asked Todd earlier, and he he was kind of guessing. I don't know. We're probably I don't know, ten to twelve miles back now. What'd you guess? Well, I I guessed that it was um as a crow flies. I guess it was quite a bit because I I went on my GPS and I went all the way back and marked crow flies miles to where we started hiking in, yep. and it was 6.7. As a crow flies. As a crow flies. But as a man walks. And we've been walking all kinds of zigzags and up and over and arounds, so you think, got to figure that might be another 40%. Yeah, and then... Which I mean, puts think us about, about where you thought. Yeah, we're close enough. And then think about like the summit that we did this morning, kind of like summiting, coming down, cruising around, oh, yeah. walking everybody's been doing to get in and around but with yeah, as full, far as full packs too oh yeah then today was a big day so we deep we we basketballs deep balls but, but intentions of going much deeper yeah we're, we're, we're heading to your homeland the chronicles the chronicles yeah going back to the names Nate where were you at so I knew him originally as Big Sir Archer on, on Blacktail Country Farm that's how we mm. kind of all met uh, me and a couple of the guys, and he was big Sir Archer. You know, he just every year would kill a big blacktail, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he was just you know with a bow, with a bow, yeah, the legend, yeah, the legend of Sir. And we kind of you know we're like, damn, you know that guy kills a lot of bucks, man. Like he must be a badass. And uh, anyway, fast forward, he gets a job at Kuyu, and uh, we kind of got introduced that way. And, you guys hit it off. Yeah, and then from there, he, uh, yeah, and then 
Nate became friends with uh, Chad and, and our other friend Max, and I was friends with Max, so we kind of all, like, multiple layers of friends groups merged together. Yeah. Mm. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. That's how I linked up. Well, we, I guess we all linked up on the gram, and I was the guy who was just abusing Kuyu's warranty policy, yeah. and they're like, this guy again? We, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we met, yeah. In person in Vegas. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. When I came in, well, yeah. uh, after my yeah. honeymoon, I'm like, preach. Yeah. yeah, this guy came in hot. Yeah, damn. Yeah, I came in hot, dude. No sleep. Shot show, honeymoon, SCI. And what's great is you and I messaged on Instagram close to a year ago and was like, man, what's it gonna <laughs> take for us to meet up in Alaska and do a hunt and party? I think I said. Yeah, and party. It wasn't even hunting. And here we are. It was just party. Yeah. It's like I gotta I gotta I gotta party up here. Just some <laughs> dancing, some drinking, some Copenhagen chewing. I think you were like, who's gonna be there? It's like just you and I. <laughs> <laughs> just keep it real weird, dude. That, I've been trying that, to keep it light on this whole trip, that was, actually. That was the original plan, but here we are in a sheep hunt. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is, that kind of came out came out of nowhere quick, but it worked out, and here oh, we yeah. are. And it's uh, it, it's not, you know, it's just the beginning. What do you guys think so far, mentally? I've been trying to keep it light, like I keep it weird and fun, keep everybody like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I'm, well, yeah. I'm a good time. Some so, locker room talk happening out here. As far as like, especially you. Yeah, I was about to say for me personally, like I've been on a couple shitty hunts where it sucks, but like this is by far. You know, he asked me what was the most remote I've ever been. Like, for sure, this is definitely it. But, you know, that I would be at like a five, but you take it up to like a seven. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised I haven't thrown up yet. Really? Yeah. Normally, I don't elevation and steepness. Normally, I, I get to the top, I throw up, and I feel great. Uh, you've been only about eating. Oh, yeah, so yeah. So that's yeah. a big thing for me. Normally, when I'm filming and just in the mode, I don't really eat a lot i don't know i'm just i kind of eat like a like a bird so but morale through the roof having having a squad is is new you know like so hunting in a big group so this yeah. has been a 10 for me so far ten. day two fuck yeah it's a 10 it's a 10 we got eight more buddy i'm ready guy we need some we need some sheep meat to supplement this diet yeah to get that second one or just do them two at once and then you'll really be cursing the womb you came out of when you got to get all this, uh, all these batteries that we've yeah. been talking about. <laughs> all the batteries. <laughs> all the back, back uh, on the back. Yeah. How many have you been toting for us? At least four. Four or yeah. five V-mounts. These aren't, these aren't he, light. He made sure that we felt in our hands how heavy all four were <laughs> earlier today before he put them back in his pack. But yeah. I actually have them holding down my tent right now at each corner. <laughs> <laughs> you really? <laughs> yeah, they're... Uh, but hey, it's, it's powering the, the cameras. Everything's dry. It's both nights it's rained on us. I was about to say, Austin, you're, you're colorful at describing things. So kind of a uh, highlight of the first two days and then what we can expect the rest of the trip. Ooh. Okay. Well, big thing While on these. I eat my peak refuel. What do you mean? Let me just chime in with Fredo. one thing Yeah. related to the weight of the batteries. Jape has his friggin' laptop back here. 
We do not deserve JP. And yeah, I don't kid. know. I don't know how many different lenses I I've seen. Like they has keep getting feet. bigger every I time think you pull a I'll lens go, out. I'll go through the gear. The gear after a while. We'll, okay. we'll get on that. No, no. Yeah, I honestly think session. JP has a future as one of Austin's Packers. Dude. <laughs> Last night, I, in, in the back of my mind, here, I was thinking, I was like, this kid's gonna be a fucking full play. He's gonna be putting in for sheep tags. He's not a big hunter, but I was like. This kid's gonna be putting in for sheep tags. I just, I absolutely to come hang out with you. I'd love it, man. But he was like, just fucking. If he had his own tent, he he would be good. Right now, he is bitching about having to cuddle with me. Yeah. Dude, so, bring him in here. Fun. Look at how yeah. much space yeah. I got. Tell him that. I'll, okay. I mean, he yeah, will be on cloud nine, dude. I uh, snore. I got some. I guess my wife says I do. I probably, I I have probably do too. Yeah. That's how you're gonna approach it. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just come in here and leave the guy <laughs> with the rougher spirits to sleep in his own? Space? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Send him in here so you can be by yourself. The way I look at it is like I brought him to Alaska. Yeah. I could have been just like, hey man, I'm going on this cool adventure by myself, but mm-hmm. I knew he was I'm, like, I can't really like put it into words like how hard that kid you know works and like like you said he's toting a damn laptop up to the top of a mountain he's doing it like, man you probably haven't I seen the other shit in the bag like he's pulling shit out that i didn't even know he had to die so like yeah he's, yeah, he's got his tennis shoes up here he's at, a, i probably should have left he's these serious about emails you'd think that i mean is he even able to work on no. any of the film stuff on that laptop or he just brought it for email storage right no it's literally for <laughs> dumping footage yeah he fucking he, he hates emails. He He's like, Google I don't get it. Everybody. I don't know why you can't just text like a text message. You got to write text they in have those, two lines of text. Uh, what's that big box they sell now <laughs> that you're able to download stuff onto? Yeah, uh, they cost as much about? as they cost as much as the memory card. Yeah, is that right? So like, we bought a memory card for nine hundred dollars yeah. the day before. We had it overnighted just because we knew we weren't gonna have enough space after doing some test shoots on the camera, and then. All of a sudden, it was like, "Do you want to sit on this?" He decided to make the decision to bring the laptop. So yeah, yep, yeah, he rocked and rolled. Yeah, yeah he's even. You said it, Nate. You was like, "I'm surprised." I'm been impressed with Jake. Yeah, well, this is his first him. backpacking trip. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> okay, yeah, that's he, what I wanted to stop <laughs> and talk about for a second. He went 25 miles like, like last week, yeah. back to back days, like just eight, training for this. Yeah, 18, and no, he did. 10 and then 18 the next day. So 28 in oh, two days. Yeah. He should be over here with us partying, but I don't know if he'd say much. <laughs> Is he, Is he I haven't I haven't really got in Probably. to Jape. I've been, been pretty honed in on he, the He's a quiet guy. Like the we, hunting. We'll have to do a second episode, like another night, like day seven. Oh, yeah, okay. Coming at you yeah, live. Yeah, once he, yeah, once we'll, he's we'll like, man, I haven't legit. talked in a while. We'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> we'll update you guys if he gets his own sleeping space and all that good stuff, and then we'll rock. But going back to... Parking the H2 at the base. I, I like it. So this is a this is a hike in sheep hunt at an undisclosed location in Alaska. Doll sheep, ram only, full curl regulation. So it's pretty hard to to judge. How many days? Ten yeah. days. Eleven. Eleven with travel. Yeah. So basically. The hiking in portion with all the weight, everybody's packs is between 50 and 70 pounds once you filled up with water, rifle, uh, food, sleeping, and everybody, we're all, we, for this hunt, we all came in pretty damn heavy, because everyone's got their own tents, basically, yeah, besides you guys, but this is nice, this little vestibule that we're in, we're in a, uh, is basically a floorless shelter, hiding from the rain, 
and it's a three person. And so I was just kind of like curled up around an iPhone because bringing in uh, podcast equipment is pretty tough. It's kind of impromptu. But we're. Oh, I'm surprised Jake didn't just well, Jake bring has the whole the, setup. He has the mic. Oh, he does? He's got a Zoom over there. there. He's got a Zoom. Episode, the next episode is going to sound way better than this ship. Oh. So, I don't know. We're somewhere a voiceover Somewhere in the ballpark between seven and nine miles in. Uh, it starts out with, a, I don't know. I won't say how far until we get to that summit, but it starts out with a good hike until you get to the mountains and then once you get to the mountains then you got to go up and over basically we've got a series of mountains that are around five and the lowlands can be down to three that's where tree lines at but uh the mountains that we're in we've been hiking and hitting these summits the summits um, summits are around five to eight and we've been looking for passes to cruise through we got a techno show uh, going on over here. This There's one. always the guy who can't figure out how to turn his headlight off of strobe. <laughs> Guilty as charged. Drew just strobed everyone in the eyes. Trying to get the spotlight action. Sorry. Continue. So we got in first night. We set up. We started seeing some sheep immediately. Trying to find out. Just survey the area, right? So I've been in this area, but not in this actual spot. Because I knew Eric Lee, Alaska Adventure Services, and he, I'm actually, this is my first guided hunt. This is my first foray into guiding. So I do Mission Alaska, and I've always been self-guided, so filming all my own adventures. But um, I got into guiding so I could hook up my buddies on ultra cool hunts that you can't do as a non-resident. Doll sheep, mountain goat, grizzly bear. You cannot, or brown bear. You cannot do those as a non-resident. Everything else you can do over the counter. So I wanted to be part of cool projects like Nomad Collective and this uh, the film that you guys are putting together. And uh, I get pretty lonely out there self-filming and doing everything. So <laughs> We were talking about that today. No, it didn't dawn on me. Oh, yeah. How I watched some of your Insta stories, and I'm like, how much, how much different does this feel for you just mentally yeah. with us out here on this trip versus a couple weeks ago when you went and did like seven days by yourself yeah that <laughs> i don't know man it's that. it's it's kick-ass because i got people to talk to not just like a dog or myself but apparently okay somebody told me this actually texture tom i was telling you guys about texture tom yeah i came downstairs and he was talking to himself and i was like hey what's up and he threw up his dukes i surprised him who's you talking to he's like oh I was talking to myself he said you know it's not a problem unless your self talks back. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, it's, yeah. so, it's so I guess I'm, I'm talking to the camera and that, that kind of keeps me in the game. But mentally, having you guys here and then like the filming aspect is just, it's, it's, it's badass because everybody here is, is capable hunters and they're very capable uh, film crew and uh, videographers, cinematographers, editors, jack-of-all-trades. You can call us pieces of shit. You know <laughs> That's, aren't we all, man? We know who you really think. Well, uh, hey, man, we got somebody to blame if, uh, you know. I just hope we don't blow, he like, would, the He shot. would think that. Like, he would think that if he wasn't a self-filmer. Yeah. Mm. See, this guy has been doing the same mm-hmm. shit you yeah. have. I know, I'm on to him. I've yeah. been, I've been so, picking up on him. So I, uh, yeah, but, but you're I'm right. You're I'm right. I'm recruiting him and Tom. You're right. Most guys I'll go do don't it. like cameramen. 
Oh, yeah, I know. it's really I've bizarre, been on man. A bunch of them, dude. And I've been on the other flip mm. side when I first got into the outdoor industry. Yeah. I was filming TV shows back when like outdoor TV was at its peak, right? So I just that's what turned me off of it was because the people when you turn on the camera were different when you turned it off, and they treat you like oh you're just doing a job. But here you're not just doing a job, dude. We're we're freaking we're, we're a team to get this done. Oh, yeah. this, so this, this kind of hunt doesn't happen. Unless everybody is in it to win it, oh yeah. Well, that's yeah. you know you're you're asking about the seven day solo. Like yeah. I don't know, dude. I got beat up on this last one. Normally, when I go out solo, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go do this. And some hunts don't go exactly how you planned, right? Like if you if we didn't have kids at home and all this, like back in my twenties, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna spend another couple days here. Hey, babe, I'm not getting back. You know, it's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. But now I got uh, other things that are going on. Bladder back there. Yep. I got other things going on, like uh, responsibilities. So being out here, being solo and still doing it and being away from my kid, it's really tough mentally. It's, uh, it's, it's a new challenge of, like, I want to go home. So I want to leave mentally yeah. before it's done, and it really is, is, is affecting the hunt. This last one, I was just, I was done. Um, and then I got work. I was on my last rations of food. One day left and mm. almost got game-ended by a cow moose. Yeah. But... Uh, at any rate, this hunt is different for me because everybody's fun. Uh, we're all bros, like immediately. And uh, it's just a good time. And I don't got to focus on, I don't have to focus on, oh, I got to film this or I got to do that. I've got a goal in mind that's getting two doll sheep. No. One for Chad, one for Nate. Hopefully we get two amongst a pretty tough conditions because there's a die-off here we're gonna double up so a die-off of uh lambs like we saw that dead lamb today yep or you guys saw it yeah i was i was hard charging for that summit and then uh according to adf and g and a lot of hunters who have been out here and the guide who came in before us they he sent two clients home without sheep so we're facing some conditions that are pretty tough but when you got a when you got a kick-ass team it's it's a lot better. So we're just having a lot of fun. This is this is way different than doing a solo adventure, self-filming, and I get to focus on finding sheep, mm -hmm. bagging summits and looking, keeping everybody safe, and not having to worry about filming or photography or anything like that. Uh, it's it's a relief, really. So for me, you see me like waking up. I'm like, oh yeah, let's go get that. We're going over. Let's go do this. Wait oh, here. Yeah. I'm running around peeking. Because I don't want there to be a stone left unturned. Yeah. We've got to give it our 100% from, mm -hmm. from start to finish. And we all got to stay in the game. I keep saying we got to stay in the game mentally. Because it's easy when it's day six after we've, like last night, we got in. Oh, it's starting to rain. Okay, the rain cleared. You know, after we jumped in one of these situations. Oh, we saw the sheep. Okay, cool. And then everything sets in. You can't see shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just white. And you're on the summit of a mountain yeah. at 6,000 to 6,500 feet. And you're like, well, we're up here. There's not very much water. We're rolling, running low on water. Yeah, we've got snacks. But we actually need to get off of this and start going towards those sheep. We're going to descend a few thousand feet, get into a bowl, hopefully find some water, set up camp. And then you got to wait it out. It's like, oh, is this going to stay? Is this yeah. going to be here for the next four days? And we're all butt to nut in a tent hanging out. You don't know. So then today, it, it cleared up a little bit. Well, actually, well, last night, it just started dumping, and we just got soaked immediately. I slept right through it. 
well, right before we set up. Remember, we were like, oh, oh should we yeah. set up here? And then, boom, boom the sky opened up. The and then I don't think that it ever even stopped until... No, about noon? Yeah, maybe a little bit before that. 10.30, 11? Yeah. It kind of opened up where we could see. It was like, well, let's go see if there's any sheep around. So we caught, mingled around the tents for a little bit. I went and looked over in that back bowl to see if there's sheep there. There's sheep there, but no rams. So we got back down. Then we all packed up. Everyone was doing their doing their jobs, walking down, taking a look. We had our codes, you know. I'm like, hey, if you see me waving this orange hat, that means get your ass up here as quick as you can with yeah. your pack and your gun. And um, in camera. Oh yeah, in the camera and all that. <laughs> so now that took us to what twelve, and then we ascended a few thousand more feet, or we descended a few thousand feet, uh, mm -hmm. probably about fifteen hundred, and then we ascended what three to where we're at, dropped packs. Went up and over another 2,000, which got us to 65. You guys branched off. Yeah, we were way up there. It was beautiful. Yes. Yeah. That was a cool spot up there where we glassed this afternoon. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much all cool around here. <laughs> yeah, it's like every time I turn. And then, and then the sun kind of shined on us for a bit. We all dried out a little bit. Yeah, yeah we dried out. Got out of the wind. Me and Todd geeked out on camera shit, the GoPro. Did some time lapses. Oh, yeah. Watch some sheep. Yeah, Drew gave me a good GoPro lesson. <laughs> I didn't know. That was the first time playing one in like, I lost one in a creek like six years ago. <laughs> I was like, well, these things are not for me. She gone. She gone. Yeah, they're but pretty yeah, good dude, That new one yeah, is they, a game changer, man. Yeah. Like, about to buy three when I get back. Yeah. Well, they're about to. They'll, they'll, now I that I got this Komodo, like this. They have new ones coming out in September. I think they do that. They'll pair nice together. All right, so yeah, we're here. after our after all of our summits today, yeah, and everybody down. branched out, yep. we set our stuff down, and we summited them out another one yeah. to look in on those rams that we saw. We we got back down to the tent, and right when we got all back towards our gear, boom, sky opens up again. So now we're all just hiding from the rain, praying for good weather. And uh, I got a question for you guys. So. You're from, you said Missouri, Mississippi? Mississippi. Mississippi, M-I-S-S. Uh, and then you guys are both from California. Yeah, you got the three Cali boys up here, Mendez, Harney, and fucking Creech. Chronicles. Creech daddy. Living out the Chronicles right now. Yeah, right? This is, this is t like, this is our first real hunt together. Yeah, Mendez. Oh, really? Well, I mean, Mendez with Todd. Yeah, me and Todd. Well, you yeah. guys duck hunted and done all sorts of cool stuff together. No, we haven't duck no, hunted. No, no, this is the first time that we've actually gone and did a hunt. Oh, yeah, I thought you guys were just talking about that duck hunt. Were you riding bikes in? Oh, no, that's just, we've both done that <laughs> oh. style before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you've probably seen the, the decoy headlamp. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was all nervous before this one, like, oh, man, what if those guys think I'm a shitty hiker or something <laughs> yeah everyone's like was nervous about we're all gonna we go a bit slow oh, we're, i'll be slow i'll be slow i'm like shit these guys go these guys go hard in the yard like i might be like ah i better stop in glass here guys this is a good spot to glass <laughs> these guys might smoke me up the mountain i've seen their photos i know what's up so out of all the hunts though and all the country you've seen all the thing adventures you've filmed What's uh, what is this like? What is this comparative to like your your experiences before on hunting? I mean, f for me, it's just another 
another style of Alaska because I've done the caribou thing way up north and done Kodiak and both of those just the scenery and, and the remoteness and all the reasons we come up here really blow away what I've done in different states in the lower 48 and I would say of the ones I've done up here so far this is for sure like the most awesome country the most hardest working uh, really feels like the ultimate well it is man this is the pinnacle I mean what are we at 5,500 feet and it's so cool how much we've done and how much we've seen and it's only the end of the second day <laughs> right I know yeah. when we were at the top I turned three different directions and I think I counted like five different peaks and I'm sure it keeps going after that right yeah and then like, to come out to an area like oh, we're oh, in yeah, now hey, quick question before I forget what's that mountain you can see far away over there to the uh, let's see what is that that right there northwest yeah we call that one the top secret mountain the top secret mountain yeah we can't that's talk right. about yeah, mountains. Yeah, yeah. that's right I'm a fucking idiot right? <laughs> <laughs> so we can't give away the location Okay, I will Man. tell you this. We're in the Brooks Range, all right? We're in the Brooks Range right now. Wait, the Brooks? We can edit that out, too. Wait, we're, we're in the Talkeetans. We could be in another country. I don't know. We're in the Alaska Range. <laughs> <laughs> this is a funny thing. Only information that you will get from a sheep hunter is misinformation. Don't mistake it. Obviously. We're, in, we're in Narnia. We're in Narnia for no, that. No, we're in Narnia. Harnia. We're in Harnia? Yes, yes, oh, 100% yes, yes. we're in Harnia. I think we have You're a the couple more big ridges to get what you were calling that area. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, basically, I wanted to get to, like, day five and see where everybody was at. Because... Um, a hunt like this will eat souls, especially if you're just soaking wet. So that's like one thing I've been trying to manage is like, yeah, we don't need to be traipsing around in endless rain and get broke real quick yeah. off the bat. And they're like, you know what? Let's just hang out here because we're closer to our exit point than. Yeah. And not only that, but there's a lot of country in here that we've been seeing sheep in and it needs a thorough look yeah. well you see how those sheep i keep saying you see mm -hmm. me i keep i'm chicken necking the whole time mm -hmm. like i'm like itching my neck like like is this guy all right man i'm walking around and then out of nowhere it's like oh there's 10 sheep where the hell did they just come from is they're out on the open face we've been looking at that for the last three hours right here on this epic hike so that sheep hunting is just it's pretty bizarre. I mean, there's so many ways to do it, um, transportation-wise. But quite honestly, the hardest way you can do it is a hiking, and that's what we're doing right now. So we've got a lot more elevation gain and uh, loss in our near future, and with a little luck, we're going to run into something that's, you know. Eight years old, double broomed. That's also the regulations don't say double broomed. It's actually double broken because if they're broken on one side, the other side has to be full curl, mm -hmm. or they have to be eight years old. So basically, that's part of the the immense challenge is not only finding a ram but finding one that's old enough or has genetics that's good enough to actually shoot and be legal because yeah. that's pretty much you know let's this... uh let's pause for 
a quick update on the situation here. As Austin is giving this whole description of our hunt, he has just peeled his socks off and his bare foot oh, I've is been waving bare... around about three inches from the side of my face. <laughs> and he's got green duct tape around his middle toe. Oh, I just got one of them groin cramps. Ooh, uh, Ooh daddy. Good, it got his foot away from me. Sorry, man. Well, I've had my I've had my my boots off basically the whole time we've been doing this. Oh yeah, I wish I had my boots off. I let these feet dry out. That's that's huge. I pulled off the duct tape, coach. So, ever anybody got blisters, by the way? No, no, still uh, rocking. That, that's pretty impressive, actually. It is for the ground that we've covered. Well, just the, there's a couple guys with brand new boots too, you know. And it's damn. Oh yeah, everybody's doing good though, man. Spirits are high. We're dry right now, ish. Uh, and we spotted collectively today over 60 sheep. Wow. Really? Yep. 27 of them were rams, and there is only a few that are rams that we are going to look at. And then, like, that, that's like a fistful. That's, I would say, 3% of what we looked at. We need to go get a closer look at. Everything else, you can see testicles hanging, but they're banana horns. They're not. And so the big thing with the die-off currently is uh, the older, mature rams, the older, mature, like, harvestable class, not even just trophy class, has... Uh, apparently had a die-off and the lambs so if you notice a lot of the sheep that we're seeing are ewes and banana horns right mm. how many little lambs have you guys seen not Norm many normally when you look at a group you be like oh yeah it's either rams or ewes and lambs and sometimes a ram will get get a little bit confused a little bit strange if he's old and he'll go down to his uh like the easier feeding grounds because he's old and he can't get the food that he needs up there because he lose teeth over time, etc. Then they go through a rough winter after the rut and then they die. If they've got a deep snow year. And this last year we had a, a hell of a winter. It was a dark, cold, windy, and deep snow year. So that killed a lot of rams in certain areas. So Central Alaska Range, the Wrangles, uh, the Talkeetnas, there's been pockets of rams that have just been killed off. Mm. So now, amongst all that... How often does that happen? Uh, 2013, 2012-2013 winter was the last substantial die-off. And is it something you can see coming? Or is it no, just like, oh, no. shit, it's going to be another year. It's up to mother. Yep, oh, it's, just, it's just bummer. And the, well, and the Brooks in 2012-2013, they actually closed it down. They closed it down because they had a rough winter, and then their spring was a rainy spring. And then it kept freezing over their food, so they couldn't get their food, and they just freaking starved. Damn. So they had to close certain areas, ADF and G. Um, so it's kind of, it's, man, it's, it's pretty substantial, the, uh, just Alaska, and how vast Alaska is, how much, you know, land mass there is, and then how different parts of the state can be affected differently. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of what we got going on here. But we kind of we're, we're really focused on hunting. On what, what is the Nomad Collective podcast about? Man, well, me, I'm personally I've, I've grown up hunting. Mm -hmm. We do media. We do a lot of you know stuff in the outdoor industry. Mm -hmm. We're branching out of that. We've shot a couple music videos here and there, and mm -hmm. got big dreams and aspirations. But mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, it's about anything and everything. So like, 
I mean, the crazy stories, the, mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's all, it's raw, you know, mm -hmm. nothing's off limits. So that's good. I mean, I, I like to hit on, you know, with the sheep mm -hmm. and hunting, mm -hmm. I want to, you know, I'm big on, you know, hit, hitting on how hunting's not just, we're here just to kill a sheep. Like we're oh, here, man. you know, like we're living, right? We're going to learn a lot of shit about ourselves. Oh yeah. And about other people and make relationships that'll further us in life and that's what I want this thing to be about because like I feel like the Lord puts every one of you guys in, in my path absolutely you know what I mean so like just how we hit record on a iPhone just because you know this is an important topic it might this this may change somebody else's life but they may hear something from Todd that makes them get their ass off the couch and go chase their dream and then it's a domino effect, right? Oh, I, I bet that probably won't happen. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, you know, anything and everything. Life lessons, funny stories. Oh, yeah. It scary is, stories. It I'm big on scary stories. So much more than just going and shooting All the, a sheep. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, I'm, yeah, yeah. Hit on that. You guys want to know? I'm, I'm not even here with a sheep tag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> you're, just, you're just here with the prized thighs. Yeah. The good luck charm. Go to do it. So what are you saying about the Lord, the Lord's plan, what they call that, God's plan? Yeah. It's called providence. This is providence that we're all here doing this right now. And yeah, we're, we're really trying to, the goal is to kill two sheep. I got, uh, by the way, you guys, there's, there's pads over here if you guys want to sit. We're all trying, we're doing yeah, I'm this. I'm trying to comfy. I'm just moving yeah, around. Over I'm just moving around so I don't get stiff, you know? Oh, okay, yeah. I yeah. saw Jason packed a Butterfinger, so I was like, yes, I can pack Butterfingers. So. Kryptonite. Oh, this uh, this adventure, could you imagine doing this? All right, so we're all like in our twenties, yeah. thirties. Got a bunch of old old duffers over here. Could you imagine doing this fifteen years from now? Think about when people actually have like the money they've saved up their whole lives to come and do it, and they're fifty eight years old, fifty nine, sixty, yeah. and you want to go get your first sheep, and you're looking the guy in the face, or <laughs> you want to go do it, or whatever. Your Alaska resident, you're like, man. I got to go over that. Wow. A lot of barriers to entry to do this. So at least we're doing it now. Yeah. Right? This yeah. man, uh, Drew, has been stretching because his hip flexors are locking up. <laughs> my knees my right are fucking... One. My right knee and my right hip's shitty. It's like, it's the the equivalent of those 60-year-old men you're talking about. And, and Jape over there, he was... Uh, He's feet, a robot. Yeah. His feet, well, in the beginning, remember, his feet weren't working out. I was like, hey, just, we need oh, yeah. to talk about any anything that's helping or hurting anybody. Yeah. Just just let me know. So I gave him my, my insole lifts to help him out. He and says he, he his, loved them. Yep. He's, so he's going to, those, those. Good luck getting that back. Oh, I'm not. Those are his now, man. Those are his now. So it takes a lot to be able to do this, especially with six dudes. There's six dudes out here. Normally, sheep hunts are one-on-one. -on -one maybe a two-on-one yeah. like that's really? two clients to one we're guy adding to the difficulty mm. so yeah we're just uh making it tougher on ourselves yeah so trying to hide hide all of us walking hey. through an empty naked valley is like trying to hide a turd on a toothpick me and todd got within range <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. well you saw what happened at a thousand yards when i kept saying like hey a thousand yards they will pick us out and ex just 
faster than a turd on yeah. toothpick, yeah. you know? And what happened? We got up and we are like, well, let's go over here. Yeah, I wouldn't finish. That one, that one's seen us and took the hell up. Yeah. Oh, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I was it, like, damn, they, they can see. They tolerated us for a while. I was putting a puffy on or eating yeah. jerk. For long enough for you to get that good video of them. Yeah, oh, dude, I got some sick. I can't wait to see everything. <sighs> Do you guys have neck buffs? Yes. Yeah. You got a neck buff? Yeah. You got one? Mm-hmm. You kept seeing, because they see that white dude. Amateur hour And there. what they see, mm-hmm. it's just like a white tail in the stand a lot. You know, mm-hmm. they can't pick it out. And if they see your eyes moving, they see the whites of your eyes, they're like, that ain't, that ain't one of our kind. Mm-hmm. That's a threat. Mm-hmm. They're going to come get my ass. Literally. So you see wolves. Wolves kind of, they, they can, oh, they've got white the eyes. Um know what the wolves do i i don't know i always i'm always telling stories side stories when somebody's up hiking next to me i'm pointing i'm like hey okay well so i i pulled over on the highway one time glassing trying to film some sheep and uh sheep mountain which is a closed sheep hunting area because in the 70s they're building stuff and even before that it's just got this mega mineral lick and there was a meat trade meat market uh basically is to feed all the road the people who are building the road there's just dudes dooming sheep there and obliterated the sheep population because they all just come right there. It's a Mecca, so they had to close it, obviously, to, you know, conserve the sheep. Um, but I pulled over there because there's a lot of sheep. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe I'll get some footage or something like that. And I look up on the ridge, and these sheep are running. I'm like, what the heck is going on? And I look above them, and there's a wolf wow. running, barking at them and getting them on this cliff, right? Barking at them, barking at them, barking at them. What the hell is that? Why is he doing that? Why is he just trying to run one down? And then I see down below, there was a couple of wolves waiting. What? So he's trying to scare them down off their cliffs so that <laughs> the wolves them. ambush him. Or or wow. wait in it in reverse, then he would leave, and then one would go up to try to get him to go up and over to the other ones that were waiting. Wild stuff, man. Premeditated. Well, yeah. So that So that is like nature. You expect to see that. Right, you expect to see some badass shit. Um, I know you guys may not want to see a bear, but we might see a bear trying to run down a sheep. That'd be cool. That'd be sick. Or a doll sheep being, you know, a you or a little lamb get knocked off a cliff by an eagle. That'd be a bummer, but it'd be p- pretty cool to see. That stuff happens, you know. Nature is metal. Dude, I'm surprised I haven't seen, seen any other animals in Nevada. I've seen a golden eagle attack a doe. Really? No way. Yeah. How close were you to it? Um, maybe 500 yards. Really? Yeah. What? What's the wildest thing you've ever uh, seen? What was the outcome? Uh, I didn't Straight get it. To it. Oh. But tried. I mean, it was big. It was like, fuck. <laughs> you know? It's like... Damn. It was cool. I never expected to see that. That's for sure. Yeah. Golden seen, eagles are big. I've seen some wild stuff out there, but... Yeah, what's... Like, what's... What rakes at the top? Of, like, craziest shit you've seen? Like, you solo out here... There's probably, um, probably you know, a, some shit's probably happened where you're like, no one's gonna fucking believe me. Well, like last week on that moose hunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah I got that. Yeah, well, I was floating out a creek to try to get back to my transportation, and yeah, Sweeper Creek. There's a bunch of down logs, and I'm trying to look you in the eye, but you keep just blazing. <laughs> <laughs> got the headlamps on. <laughs> Just getting rocked. I just feel like it'd be weird if it was just complete dark. No, no, no. We got, we got the lights up here. We got ambiance. Oh, now we can't even see. Yeah, now we can't even see each other. Jeez. So I was floating out in a pack raft with my dog on the front and highly focused on this little single lane road type creek. And uh, I was coming around the corner of a sweeper, tried to 
dodged a sweeper and I heard a moose grunt. I looked to my left, saw a flash. It's a moose calf. I tried to, I basically just screamed as I'm floating into the sweeper. I screamed, no, no. And I don't know. That was the only thing I could think of to come out of my mouth. <laughs> no, no, no. But by the time I got out the second no, I'd, I'd swipe my paddle to turn to take the charge over my back because I got between her and her calf. And uh, adrenaline, like perfect decision-making, takes place. You, know, you get the flow of adrenaline. Where I think about it now. When I tried to get out of the raft, I was trying to roll the raft on myself. Mm -hmm. All my gear and cameras and rifle, everything was strapped into the raft. So if I did turn it over, I wouldn't lose everything. So as I'm almost approaching this sweeper, this happens. And I try to get out of the raft and roll it and take the charge over my back. And my dog's on the front of the raft and he just, normally he barks and gets pretty excited around critters. What's your dog's name? Crixus. What kind of dog? Australian Shepherd, Blue Healer, Mixed Mini. It's a little nugget. What? How old 30, is that? Dude? 35 pounds. He's 11. What? Oh, dude, he's still kicking ass. He went, he's been, he went up and over. I showed you guys the peaks. He went up and over those peaks. And his name's what? Crixus. Crixus? Mm-hmm. Crixus, Spartacus, Anomaeus led the great slave revolt against the Roman Empire. That's his whole name? <laughs> no, no. There's, Crixus was Spartacus's like, right-hand man, and Anomaeus was oh. just like a boss. So Crixus was, yeah, I couldn't name him Spartacus. My mom already has a horse named that. So, uh, Yeah, at any rate, he just he embraced death, and he just curled into a ball. And when I tried to jump out of the raft to roll it after screaming, no, no, my foot got caught in the pack raft and uh, I could not dismount out of the raft into the river and I dismounted backwards and directly into the moose and splash I go. I didn't feel the moose with my back, but I had that paddle in my hand and when I came out of the water about waist deep to nipple deep floating into the sweeper, I looked over my shoulder and the moose had turned was about four yards away and was walking back and the only thing I can think that stopped the charge was that like maybe my paddle hit her in the face or something or maybe she just said look at this idiot <laughs> <laughs> falling in the river backwards so and give us perspective how big is this cow moose oh dude cow cow moose are different like, in Alaska like moose are different in Alaska than the lower 48 they're they're much bigger so the cow moose I don't know probably much bigger than bigger than a horse much bigger than a horse uh, not Jeez. twice the size or anything like that, but like a big bull moose will go anywhere from 14, 1,700 pounds. Wow. And so the cow was probably around, you know, 900 to 1,000 pounds, I imagine. Maybe a little less, maybe a little more. I'm not sure. You can Google check me. Could have killed you. Could, oh, would have, definitely. That, that's probably the closest. I've, I've had bears charge me before with a rifle in my hand and just felt way more confident than that. I, I thought that was the closest I've ever been to impending doom. Other than like falling in a no-fall zone. So, yeah, there's all sorts of crazy stuff that happens. And I could go on, on and on. That was just like my recent one. But before... what <laughs> Last week. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> that was last week. There's no Tuesday. Uh, you do, well, the crazy thing is like we all face more danger than I do on one of these solo trips. Just getting in a damn car. Oh, yeah. You know? And you guys are down in Cali. Like you guys are... Yeah. Like, oh yeah, whatever. Just driving down the freeway. The and, fires. You know. Like, what? What did you? What have you been going through uh, recently, Nate? Back at home. Just uh, this dry lightning storm came through, and California's a tinderbox, and some of the fires grow into big fires. Tinderbox. So you swipe right. What happens? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Swipe right and get a big ass fire coming yeah. at your house. Oh shit. 
Shit. He yeah, was sport, not, the whole week before it was like fog, like you were breathing smoke. It's poor forest management, you know. Mm. Yeah. Like, what were the conditions at your home when you left? Like, you, you left with some stressful conditions at home. Yeah, Purple Air had our house at 675 on the scale, which is like off the scale. Is that parts per million of yeah. smoke? Yeah. Mm. That's like when you're, you, you know. You said clean air is like a 10. Yeah, I mean, clean air should be zero. It no, is what it should it is. be, but. You know, zero. Count. But, uh, yeah, big fire, lots of smoke. Not fun. What about you, Todd? What's happening over in your in your neck of the woods? Where are you, where are you based? Oh, there's smoke over there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Look up. <laughs> Yeah, my neck of the woods doesn't have any fires close, just smoke in the air, but just another summer in California. Yeah. You're, you are like, you have brought a lot of like comedic relief. Dude, this entire you two trip. together. Oh, man. Like this whole squad, like, this think, is a dream team why for do you sure. Think I put together this fucking group. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, you are. You're the mastermind, Nate. man. Chad Mendez and Nate Creech, executive producers. This shit's going to be a hit. It's gonna be good stuff, man. Oh god, I'm just out here for the punishment. <laughs> I'm a sucker for pain. He volunteered to do it. <laughs> I said, "Okay, I'll go." Yeah. Okay. Love it. Love it. Just a gamer, and you've been looking for sheep, oh, yeah. finding sheep. He's an OG. I never thought my first foray into uh, Alaska would be sheep. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. On but that, it man. came in hot. What do you guys think about all these sheds that we've been finding and just Those leaving? Cool. Oh, I know. I spotted <sighs> another big one on a far yeah, mountain you did. today. Yeah. Damn. Tomorrow. It Where would be hard if they were super fresh. All these mm-hmm. caribou that sheds. That Warren had the, the, right, the brow you know, time was sawed off. It freshly dropped like fuck. JP, <laughs> come on, man. Come on, dude. Yeah, JP. JP. Oh, JP. Oh, you could leave those sneakers. Yeah. I'll trade, you, I'll trade you your laptop for this, <laughs> yeah, for this matching set of 400s. Oh my gosh. Well, it has been. It's crazy. There's all these ancient sheds, but just how deep we are. Even backpackers are like, yeah, you, you Mother Earth, you can keep that. Yeah. Yeah. People don't even want none of it. Because these summits, these passes, wow. good. And then we got to shoot a sheep and then kill Bring another one. Then we got to carry it out. Metal Toughness is going to be day eight, soaking wet, doing these passes, pulling out of her oh, stuff. Yeah. We'll do but, another podcast day eight yeah. and uh, see how the vibe compares. Hateful eight. It'll be... Hateful oh, eight. Man. All right, so what kicked us off? What did, what kicked this podcast off? We're like, let's let's just throw something down. Yeah, I was like, yeah, let's just talk. Like, well, we, were, we were talking... We were well, Nate s- was talking about UFOs that we saw in Catalina. So mm-hmm. me and Nate met back in November, it was, right? Yeah, 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 like November, yeah, really went to November. Catalina Island and shot some stuff for Kuyu <clears throat> and yeah, they were hunting mule deer and they come back to camp. Was it the night you, it was the night you killed? Yeah, yeah, we were packing the buck out of the canyon there and I looked up in the sky and there were about 40 lights equidistant apart, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know, 500 feet in the air, something like that, 500,000 feet, not that high off the water. Um, but you know, you could, it was clear, and it was out on. Wait, five hundred feet or five hundred thousand? No, 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 five hundred to a thousand feet. Five hundred. Like oh, okay. Like, well, at least that's what I saw. Maybe they were higher, but that's what they looked like. 
looking yeah, they could out have been there, way you know I mean? out there. Yeah. It, it was hard to tell because it was dark, but they looked they, like they, lights. Yeah, they, just exactly. little white dots. Yep. They were definitely higher. <laughs> oh wow! So what, what were they? What did they do? They but that's what it looked like at first. Um, no, no, we, you know, it was fucking weird. We thought it was UFOs. You know, both Andrew and I did. I went back and uh, Andrew, had Andrew Brilski, uh, Jason's like nephew, basically. Oh, okay. Well, by yeah. definition, if you were unable to identify it, yeah. Well, we did. Oh, you did. Yeah, I mean, but but. Yeah, but it was cooler it, when they didn't. It, 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 so yeah, it went, when we it, didn't, that shit we was were UFOs. Because we were all freaking you know out. I mean? like, There's like, we got like seven grown like, men. I finally saw UFOs. Yeah, we're like, oh shit. Way more everybody, exciting everybody when it's UFO seen, yeah, and not yeah. just FO. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we figured it out. It was fucking Elon Musk sending his Starlink satellites yep. up. Um, not UFOs. But it tripped us out. And, it was fun. Oh, it was a SpaceX program? Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah whatever. One of his deal. Trying to get Wi-Fi for the world. Yeah, with them chips in your brain. <laughs> oh man, uh, yeah, that's crazy. And you're in the moment, and you guys are talking about it weeks after. Like that was the craziest shit we've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, how yeah, that? I've seen. I've had one one experience. One experience. Still haven't figured it out, and I can't blame it on Elon Musk because it was back in like 2010, maybe 2011, ten years ago, nine years ago. Hunting moose down on the Kenai Peninsula, another hike in area, like dumb, dumb stuff. Yeah. It's like, well, you can hike in and shoot one, try to get horses to it, or try to fly it out. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, one pack a day for you know ten to twenty miles. Like, mm. why would we do that to ourselves? We ended up using horses. That was cool. But at any rate, we got in there. We were baby sat camping with a buddy, and we got up there. Way above treeline hunt those alpine moose I was telling you about on the way here, Todd. Yeah. We're up there, probably about 4,000 feet. Tree lines anywhere from like 2,500, depending on where you're at, like 2,500 to 3,000 feet. Maybe a little bit lower, maybe a little bit higher. Just depends on where you're at. But we were well above that. And we just had a badass encounter with the moose, right? Where I'm like, hey, if I look at you, I will say, shoot. If I don't say anything at all, do not shoot. You will know. Yeah. So we get in, get up next to this moose, trying to judge it if it's 50 inches or, you know, wide or has more brow tines. We get in there, I'm like, he's only got two, but let's get close and really see if he's, you know, if he's 50 inches. I think he's a squeaker. He might be 49 and three quarters. Jeez. We go in, we get to 15 yards. This moose stands up and looks right at us, stares us down, then just takes off. And just flies through the alders. You know, it looks like he's getting ready to take off with his nose tilted to the sky. Because he's just come out of the velvet. You guys know how mule deer and yeah. deer and any animal grow on their antlers. Were you able to get a it's tape off. measure on him before he turned him around? <laughs> no, no. He was he was definitely sublegal. He's probably like, you know, 48 and a half or something like that. Perfectly sublegal. So we go up. I'm like, well, now we got to hike all the way back up. You know, now we're now like a thousand feet. And we hike all the way back up. So we hiked all the way back up to our camp. We lay down. We're just both dog tired. It's getting darker. It's about this time, right? Like they're in the velvet. Moose are still in the velvet. They're just shedding their velvet. It's August, you know, end of August right now. And so it's dark. We're both sleeping in bivy sacks. I'll never forget it. It was a nice night. Cloudy. Not too cloudy. I'm laying there. 
and a bird landed on the rim of my bivy sack, <laughs> right on my, like right here, right in my face. And it jumped around for a second and took off. It's like, oh, that was cool. You know, <laughs> sit there. Like, <laughs> you know, this tiny little bird. Not like the birds that were passing. Those things would have just like freaking crashed on my face. Yeah. The, the ptarmigan up here. We've had Those ptarmigan are fucking cool. Yeah, yeah they're cool. was cool, man. They were clumsy. They're guess. the perfect camo pattern. <laughs> they are. Yeah, we got a picture. Cool. And you can't even see it. It looks like rocks. At any rate, it wasn't a big bird. It was a little guy. I don't know what it was, but... And we're sitting there, and he's up on a ledge, and I'm down below him. I'm like the only flat spots, because it's just big enough for our bodies. I look out across the mountains, and I'm like, man, what the hell are those lights? Like, I didn't know they had lights on top of those mountains. Like, there's supposed to be lights. Why are they doing that? There's these lights that were going in, like, a look like a triangle, no rhyme or rhythm, like yellow and green. And kind of bebop around. Another one came up. I was like, oh, it's just like some hikers. I'm like, but how is a hiker levitating? He ain't no David Blaine. What the hell is that? Couldn't figure it out. Have no idea. But they were not on top of the mountain. They were well above the mountain. This isn't sea level either. You know, like they're... uh, You couldn't see out. and It was just the endless abyss above the mountains. And they were well above the mountains. Probably a few hundred feet. I'm like... That is bizarre. Is there another mountain? I went, no, can't be. So I just saw him rotating. And then I woke up in the morning and asked my buddy, you know, looking for moose, glassing for moose, first light. I'm like, how'd you sleep? And he's like, good, man. Yeah, good. So you see anything last night? And he's like, oh, like those uh, weird rotating lights up there? Like, <laughs> huh. And we just didn't even talk about it. After that, it was like, what's the point? I have no idea what the hell they were. Yeah. But they weren't like zooming around. They didn't change course or do anything crazy or just. And I eventually just fell asleep watching. I'm like, huh? Whoa. Pretty bizarre little. Uh... Hmm. Yeah, I've I've seen a few lights, but nothing that I can be like, that was legit weird. <clears throat> what about you, Todd? No, hmm. I don't believe in ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking about aliens. UFO. No, I've never seen anything like that. What about ghost stories? You got any good ghost stories? Hell no. What about you, Nate? You believe no, in ghosts? No, I'm not a ghost guy. Not a ghost guy? You a ghost guy? No. <laughs> no. I'm more of like a Bigfoot guy. Really? Yeah. Oh, you believe in Bigfoot? Well, no, I, I don't know if it still exists, but it did. I mean, they have a fossil record of uh, Gigantic- Gigantopithecus. Yeah. Huh. I mean, so it did exist at one point. I don't know if it still does. I mean, I'd have, have to have one come into camp and, yeah. you know, say what's up before I really put a definitive. <laughs> right? And you know what they call them in Alaska? The Native Americans call them. They've got, they've got lore about them here in so Alaska. There's, there's actually cave paintings that predate European arrival that depict proportionately humans and animals and then the hairy man mm-hmm. in Northern California. I think it's the Hoopa or Yuki or, what? I don't know, one of those. But, uh, yeah. In Alaska, they call so, it the... Know, I, don't, I don't know. Native Americans call it the Naglina. Yeah. Naglina? Yeah, I've heard Naglina. That. I've heard that. What about a Yeti? Dude? Same kind what of thing? Yeah, same thing, same yeah. Thing. Tall, and it's yeah. like... They oh, all... So, hey, so they all, they all pretty... Most of them, all the mountain ones, have, like, something in their, you know, his, history and storytelling and that kind of stuff. Hmm. I'm just the thinking... natives. In Alaska, it's a big old nine-foot grizzly. It's off in the distance. Yeah. And, you know, smells of... 
fresh moose kill standing up getting ready to oh, come yeah. and make a meal you know there's but, probably bears mm. in every region that every once in a while a bear grows up and it just decides i'm never walking on all four legs again <laughs> <laughs> i'm going i'm going upright the rest of my life and then every once in a while a human spots that bear <laughs> they're like oh shit yeah, yeah, he went all you. the way across the hillside on his back legs well, no he's just the fucking man around here he had a fish in one hand <laughs> what about what about an amputee or double amputee bear and he has to i shot a three-legged black bear this year really Yep, shot a three-legged black bear this year, and he was humping around, and he was the dominant boar. What? Nobody wanted to mess with his Kool-Aid, bud. Straight up. Mm. So I shot him in his back, and his stomach was just freaking jacked. His, huh. his and like his abs, like there was so much like belly meat. Mm. It's crazy. Man. So what? What about you know, mm. a three-legged bear just you know hopping around? Yeah, they exist. For sure. Bigfoots. Who knows? Who knows, man? Aliens, for sure, I guess. Pentagon just confirmed that, that, stuff. Yeah. They, uh, what was the, that about? The, I don't, I don't the read Pentagon. much. The Pentagon, the, yeah, yeah. the Pentagon yeah. released that they have stuff that's yeah. not, or maybe they've Admit. seen stuff or whatever, that they have stuff that's you not can't from explain this world. those videos. Hmm. And then I've chatted, I just ran into a jet pilot doing the dip netting jet pilot and he told me some cool stories so i'm like hey pentagon just released this and he's like oh yeah why didn't you like why didn't anybody talk about that like, yeah it was too much paperwork man i'm here to fly jets not talk about dumb stuff that i can't explain like <laughs> oh it's like that he's like oh yeah i'm like so tell me what happened he told cool stories about you know objects when he's flying from the u.s over to war zones where they got to fill up 10 times i guess to get over there is what he told me you know, fill up in air Oh, so yeah. A lot of stuff, a lot of wild stuff happens when you're doing that. You said their radar picks something up, it zips up to you, gets to five miles, and then leaves leaves the atmosphere like you, it, we didn't even see it. It just came right at us. And you said le leaves like changes direction and left. She's so like, yeah, I I can't explain any of that stuff. That's kind of where we left it. I'm like, wow, cool. Hmm. Legit, dude. Nate Edge, shout out Nate Edge. Nate Kelsey, Nate. his name's Nate Nate Kelsey. Yeah. And he makes knives now, lives in Alaska. He's traveled all around. He's got some good stories, man. There's yeah. another knife. Tell him to Nate. call me. We can yeah. chat for like an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah. Put it up. Tell him. But yeah, he doesn't make knives like like your knives. He makes, um, I don't know, like he'll take rebar and zip mm. it down. Yeah. And yeah. Take different oh, styles and stuff. Yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, he's got a kit of prison shanks. They're not like professional handcrafted. I guess they're professional handcrafted, but not like meant for badass artisan. 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 Yeah. yeah, right. Meant no, that, for the backcountry of doing the no guy middle of the mall. Because well, well, you see some of the knives people make out of old files and stuff. They're cool. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, but they're not like ultra light. Meant for oh, yeah. dudes who are going fucking. Like uh, Nate's oh, this knives. Might, yeah, like Nate, Nate's knives. <laughs> it like, feels like a. Know, like a paper or the little plastic uh, butter knife that you get. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, what, it, that's what it's designed after. Yeah. Nate busted <laughs> Look out there. one of one the, of them, yeah. one of the, Look pla there. the plastic I knife. I cracked the code. <laughs> the plastic that's knife that like. came, it came in the packet with the meal on the plane. <laughs> and he pulls it out of there and goes, see this right here? Look at that. It points at the back of the handle. It's got the exact same kind of elongated teardrop cut out in it just like his what the mountain caper yep 
She said that's where I got that idea. Yeah, so really? when did, when did that start? Did you did you love knives growing up? <laughs> um, not any more than any other guy, I guess, you know. I've cut my fingers a few times that I'm like just fuck, I'm debating whether or not picking them up again, you know. You're I just, was going to go with scissors for me. I'm just on like I want to ask for help or something like <laughs> Uh, like, hey man, you wanna come open this for me? I'm hey, in trouble. Hey man, have you ever heard like <laughs> cut your buddy, not your body? I've done that. I've cut my my first cousin Owen. I gashed him <laughs> wide open on his birthday. I bought him a brand new bait caster rod and reel. Kid loves a fish. Took yeah. it over there and he's like, Help me get these zip ties off. They zip tied the shit out of it. Popped one right into his arm. Blood gushing oh. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you are from the rough. south, man. You, I love it. Hey, banged him up. Hey, hey. <laughs> went fishing that evening, caught a few. Hell, Hell. another day. But I yeah, love it. so, bang. hey, man. Yeah. I've no. I don't think I've cut, I've sliced somebody when they're reaching in. When I was just getting full team slicing dice, we, we better not moose. talk too much about cutting people because. Todd might pass out. Oh no, I'm, I'm good, good on cutting. I'm good. It's just I'm needles. Good on that. Just okay, needles. yeah, needles. It's just the medical side of. Okay, we won't talk about medical shit. <laughs> oh wow. So yeah. Nate, you you didn't have a passion. Just you know the normal. No, I kid just and, I hunted and I didn't yeah. know how to sharpen my own knives and it pissed me off. So I got good at it and it snowballed into where I'm today. <laughs> wow. but, but why wow. make them so lightweight? That was a deep story. <laughs> Literal. Cause like <laughs> I cut that one real. Yeah, true. like geez Louise, that was like we so had that's so that's I had how you, you start a company. Yeah. <laughs> that's like we had you in the elevator for one floor. Yeah, this is elevator pitch, man. Hey man, here's a knife. How'd that start? Oh, here, here you go. <laughs> I couldn't sharpen my knives one time, so I started making these instead. Cool, cool, cool. Hey man, oh you you drop you dropped your sheath. <laughs> see see uh oh. extra deep. Wow. <laughs> lay it lay on thick there, man. Yeah. Uh. So you design, wait. So did you like, design them for Kuyu or Ultralight? Because you've got you've got a family yeah. relationship, friend relationship with uh, the original, the OG founder. You know, because I remember that's how I first found you. Was well, Jason was the one that pushed me to start it. Yeah. There you go. So. And Jason Harrison, the uh, original founder of Kuyu, and I saw your Kessel knives on his website. Mm -hmm. Meant for. Is that how you learned about me? Yeah, yeah that's you're, that guy. Yeah, that's you're you're making that. my job easy. I'm hey, just, dude. I'm just chilling. This is what I'm talking about. This dude, is, this is our, our backstory, man. And like then it's it. like, hey, this dude, Austin, you know, he's he's carrying in big-ass knives, you know, with a big old sharpener. Let's throw on my back, dude. I'll, I'll do whatever. I can that's sharpen sick. my own knives, but yeah, yeah. now that I'm getting a little bit older and i got to carry cameraman's gear... <laughs> <laughs> Which we greatly appreciate. You fucking graduated. <laughs> You're getting a uh, whole spot on the credits. Yeah, like, sweet. Official for, cameraman Sherpa no, and guide. No, just he's a participating actor. In it. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm having fun. I know. Key grip. Dude, we're going to keep everybody freaking in their thighs strong. You're, you're doing a hell of a I job. I got the prize thighs for this man. You're definitely a professional. That's but, what. It's fun watching you do what you do, man. Well, it's just fun to be out here with you guys and just party and see what you guys do, see how you do it. Uh, basically, yeah, I got the, uh, with with getting Kestrel knives, it's it shaves like pounds from what I was bringing in. So, like, having a replaceable knife or even having a knife with an S90V steel where you can sharpen it once before you leave, use it for an animal, switch to another blade, yeah. have two knives that you can take, sharpen them before you go. And the, that hard steel just will, will, will carry you through most of the critters that I do. Moose is a different story. 
you got to bring a sharpener for that, but usually you're pretty close to uh, yeah. transportation. And, and I'd like to make a moose-specific knife. That'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would be, I guess it wouldn't be just one, but maybe two. Well, I use... Make one of the inlay cutouts the shape of your, a moose antler. Your Ovis Dolly, right? Ovis no. Hunter, yeah. Ovis Hunter, yeah. If you use your Ovis Hunter yeah. with that How polymer different... handle that you had. Yeah. Like, because you need something when you're cutting yeah. hard. Yeah. And that knife is pretty legit. And then the Ulu-style knife... Oh, the skeleton have? skinner? Yeah, the skeleton skinner, the just the skinner, right? That yeah. one's sweet, but moose, it needs to be it, it needs to be that shape. Longer. But like yeah, yeah longer. For like eight inches. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So when I'm when I'm doing this number. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah that's what I mean. I'd like to make a moose specific knife, you know, for like quick and and easy. Yeah, well that was you know, there's a couple other guys brought their knives, but when I would touch when I would lick up, I call it licking it, you know, I just yeah. lick up the blade. For the S ninety V steel that you that you have, yeah. that's where it would just freaking. My blade would hold a longer edge than everybody else's, so everyone was using my knives. About the end, I'm like, hey, just give it to me. Yeah. Here it is, and we fly through moose, you know. Yeah, there's just steels out there now that are so good. They're just expensive. Who fired that shot? Todd. Horny. Horny. How long have we been doing this for? Oh, so anyway, we never even finished the like, beginning of this. Yeah, go back. So he went from Big, Big Sur Archer to Backcountry Butcher. Oh, really? Yes. What happened? How did he get... What a transition. Did, what a transition. So the butcher... Because it, it goes with... It, the knives reminded me of that. So, yeah, excellent segue. How'd you get to the butcher? You just... Which we were cutting... <laughs> something happened. We were using, was there a situation? We were using your Not knife really. to cut open his sausage that he cooked... So, yeah, go, go into that. Well, that was, uh, that was mostly just from a number of years of hunting with my dad and my main hunting partner, Ben. And we've killed quite a few bucks and stuff in a number of places. And I was always just pretty efficient at breaking them down and keeping them clean and deboning close to the bone and... And so we were actually up here on our caribou hunt and we were knocking down caribou and they just started calling me that. This is the benefits of a Florida shelter. Man. As Austin's leaning. Pissing out of the side of this He's, on, he's on his side. I, I doubt he's getting it out of the tent. He's pissing oh, he's, up. He told me. You're pissing he, uphill he's though. Pissing, he's going to roll he's back. pissing uphill <laughs> in the tent. It's all right. Literally. It's, tent. it's fine. Pissing into the wind. It's uh. That's the benefit of having your rain gear on for the majority of your life. It's just, uh, it's got to stay dry. Yeah. I didn't want to cut that short. It was a good story. Yeah, keep going. No, that was it. That was it. They, they started calling me that, and all it really is is just another nickname. Oh, so it's not like a pursuing passion where you're like, I want to be known. Oh, as this butcher. <laughs> no, no, I'm definitely not like selling meat out in the backcountry. Okay, because these these summer sausages. I mean, you handed me three of them. Oh, yeah, wait, do you yeah. have one? Can I try a little right here, dude? Dude, have you tried that yet? No, oh, they're good. They got strings on them. Okay, so, so this he summer sausage we're talking about, I. It's I made fun. summer sausage for the first time. Trade uh, you a battery for a summer sausage. <laughs> Actually, yeah. on this trip, so we could all pack it in. <laughs> Came out pretty good. Did, okay, here, where is that? All right. 
Ow. Oh, okay, man. so now you can bust out Nate's knife and cut open, just like we did on the mountain earlier. My summer Where's sausage. Nate's knife? Uh, Nate, you had it in your bino case. Yeah, it's up. in my tent. Oh, son. Here, <laughs> oh, I have to use the old canines. I used the end of a trekking pole. Oh, no, I was earlier. actually going to cut it off. I wasn't just uh -huh. going to gnaw on it. Oh, I mean, I can right. Bite it real you got to cut your sausage. I've got, I know where mine is. Hold on. I, <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. Well, you, you were going to gnaw some bite. You were going to use some. <laughs> no, no, I actually bite figured like out. Bite like a dill hey, pickle? I, no, no, I figured, go, out, I figured out how to eat this thing without cutting it. How? And it actually yeah, makes no. it better. These guys have been what? scooping yeah. it from the no, no, end. No, 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 no. You just push. Oh, and just get a big chunk. You just push, and then you fold this down when you're done. Yeah. Dude. For his first experience with it, let's let yeah, him cut yeah. off a, yeah. a, a actual <laughs> you slice. <laughs> well, going back to like how attention to detail Nate is, well, I'd rather I just saw kinda... a picture where he was cutting off like the top two inches of his peak rituals, cutting ounces. We're over here stuffing laptops in our yeah, shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> here it is. It's probably yeah. got, I, I don't know what's, what's worse, cool. getting uh, oh, like E. coli from somebody's hand. Giardia from the water that I've been getting for everybody, yeah, or like, or like maybe like some trichinosis from a bear blade that I've been using lately on this thing. Man, those things just look yeah. badass. <laughs> you know, I'm kidding. Who knew that uh, if you just turn the uh, plastic butter knife into metal, it would look badass? Did you see how he cut that? He cut it towards Nate's knee, not towards his own wrist. That's cutting your buddy knife. Yeah, body. I know. Cut see? a buddy, not your nutty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to whittle you off around well, here. Talk to us about the summer sausage that you're cutting. Oh, yeah, so I made this um, in the end pieces. And this isn't, bit. this is wild game summer sausage. Yeah, this ain't this, no beef. I made this with a black tail I killed oh, go back in July. That's oh, bad. Keep that Ooh. Dude, it's, it's money. It's got that, that smoky. It doesn't have too much. What chew, was you but saying about the, the jalapenos? You wish you'd have left the seeds or something? Oh yeah. Well, this one here is not the jalapeno cheddar. That was the other oh. one you opened earlier. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Mm, I'm gonna need another piece of that for yeah, sure. Just, just to make sure, because I had the end piece. Yeah. I need to make sure you, I get you some need that. you need something from we're the gonna, core. We're gonna, we should perfect this. Perfect what? Like the different recipes for this. Oh, you don't think this one's good enough? <laughs> no, then we're going to open up like, your butcher business. I like the one with cheese and jalapeno better. Oh, right, right. You and, yeah, I mean? and that one. I think what you're trying to say is from my we, garden. Need to, we need to brand this. And I Backcountry Butcher. <laughs> wish that <laughs> exactly. I put more in. Yeah. Mm. I'll do all your media. All right. Talk to us up. Here, I'm, I'm full of shit. You are? I more, you little bird. Look where we are and what we're doing. You're going to need it. Yeah, I got IPAs on my belt of wealth over here that you don't even know nothing about, pal. That's mm. how I've been charging these mountains. I got reserve calories like you don't even know. Yeah, I can fast for at least two days. Mm-hmm. So check this out. Okay. <laughs> I don't trade you. Speaking of the butcher, have you guys ever heard of the butcher baker in Alaska? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Butcher baker? Yeah. You guys never heard about the butcher baker? Mm -mm. Alaska's famous serial killer. They made a movie about him. What? John Cusack played him. Really? Yeah. Not. I mean, this is no bullshit. Nicholas mm. Cage tracked him down in the movie. Oh, damn. How did I miss this? So the butcher baker lived in Anchorage. I remember when we were driving out and we stopped at my house right there. We were in the Kinnick River Valley. Mm -hmm. So you drive over the bridge when you're right when you're coming in. Well, the butcher baker used to put, pick up prostitutes. And different night night drifters, and get him into his vehicle and take him to his house and chain him up. 
Oh my god. And then he would take them, fly them out, and hunt them down. Or he'd, he'd pick up a prostitute, he'd be like, oh yeah, come on, fly out to my cabin. He would fly them out in the Kinnick River drainage back there, where I was pointing a few things out. He'd fly them out, get them to a sandbar where they couldn't get away because of the river. They would drown if they tried to cross or whatever, where they'd be boxed in and you could hunt them on one of the islands. He would hunt them down, kill them and bury them. He had, like he said, he claimed over some, I'm, you have to Google this, but like 40, like 40 individuals. Yeah, he was a hunter. Dang. Yeah, he was a hunter. And then finally somebody was like, whoa, here's a dead body. They found a dead body. And one of the prostitutes, I don't want to ruin the movie, but this is what happened. One of the prostitutes. Spoiler alert for whatever this movie's called. Ice cold, out cold, icy breezy. I can't remember what it's called. It's really terrible either way. So. It's like a 90s movie? I think the guy died recently, but I got another side story about Butcher. But I'm just going to keep rolling. Do you know him personally? No, I don't. But I know the eye doctor who went in there. And the eye doctor screwed with him. The eye doctor said, yeah, there's something going on with your eyes. You know, when he was in prison, eye doctors don't want to go, you know, mm-hmm. try you. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He went in there and he said, there's something going on with your eyes. And he's like, oh, yeah? He said, you've got evil eyes. And the guy got all mad and he walked out and stuck it to the baker. Told him he got evil, evil, evil eyes. That was his punishment for it all? <laughs> no, no, he was what in jail was for his whole this? life. He was in jail for, jail for his whole life. Um, I can't remember. I think it was in the 80s, but a girl, one of the, one of the prostitutes or night drifter, I can't remember what she was exactly, but he had got her. And, like, the, the handcuff in the back of the seat when they were at the airport, I think it was Merrill Field Day's flying out of the small airport, not Ted Stevens, now named Ted Stevens. She got away, and she went to the police. She got out, jumped out of the car, because all of her friends had gone missing. Oh, man. And she got out, and she ran. She made it uh, after she had been chained at his house and whatnot. She went, and she told him all this stuff, the police all this stuff, right? And what he would do, she, they said, yeah, whatever, get on, go on, get. And then so she was just hiding, going door to door. And then finally the police officer was like, what the hell is going on with all these women? What's go, What's happening? So they kind of believed her, and then they served him a search warrant. But he was really smart about it because he was keeping, he'd had like burn barrels, right? Like seal-type barrels out on these islands, different places with like kill weapons. And basically, they ended up finding some weapons there that matched the deaths. Stashed in a, like a, some auxiliary place that just very obscure. But his whole place was cleaned down. His wife, all of his stories... They just saw some stuff like the chatter marks on the beams, I guess, from handcuffs. Like, they were like, why can't we nail this guy? And then they're like, this is our last time. Let's tear this place apart. And they finally found something that, that connected to him. And then finally he was like, yep. Okay, you got me. He's going. He went away for life. So he's like, all right, let's get let's get a gazetteer, you know, an atlas, a topo map. And he just started putting X's. Where he buried all these people. Women. Well, Clutin Annie, you look up a Clutin Annie, Clutin Annie was the first one that I think tipped them all off as a native, a native gal. But, um, I don't know how or what the story was, but I just remember a Clutin Annie. And so he had his cabin out there in the Kinnick River drainage right there, Palmer, Alaska. Oh, Pretty crazy, man. the butcher baker. Damn. So Ooh. I don't want to, I don't mean to like rain on the brand parade of the backcountry butcher, but. No shit, it's like. 
That's pretty heavy <laughs> shit yeah, there. Bet you guys weren't ready for that little one. That's real deal. Guy was a why they called him the baker is because he was a friendly, nice baker. He was a baker. He owned a bakery. Hmm. Yeah, that's some creepy uh, but shit. Baker, man, that's a movie. I want to make a movie like that. That'd be sick. So I mean, you got a good brand going for you. I mean, you murder mule deer and blacktails and we'll do a spin on you. We'll do a uh, spoof of that movie. It's pretty hard though. We can't sell game. You can't sell game oh, meat, really? right? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. yeah, that's those buffalo how that went. Well. <laughs> it's bad. That was dark. It was real dark. You know buffalo meat market. No. No, went over my head. You guys know about buffalo meat market? Meat huh. market? And, like, that was, like, the fall of uh, basically... Old America, when the settlers came and came across and killed and all their killed buffalo, all? yeah, and then forced them into reservations. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened with that. that and then meat market, market hunting for the meat and shipping it all around yeah, destroyed the buffalo population. That like two weeks ago, and mm. that's what really forced the natives into overdrive. Yeah, really good book. Um, was a lot of that in like the Midwest. S.W. Grin, uh, or S.W. Gwynn was a Joe Rogan podcast that I listened to about it. And Joe Rogan. Yeah, it was. Uh, need to have him on here uh empire of the summer moon <clears throat> the comanches strongest uh, indian nation or just wildest warring nation at any rate that's they they explain a little bit of that in there the buffalo trade that's why we have the north american model of conservation yeah Sick. that must have coincided with the rise of conservation cattle, cattle industry there you go sir conservation and sheep that's why we're here well, yeah. You know how hard it is to kill a dog sheep? They've yeah. got to be eight years old, man. And that's, uh, animals live good life. They do. A tough life out here, man. This is gnarly country. What's your clothes out? What do you do? Uh, I don't know. This is like the third one I've ever recorded, so. Oh, wow. We can, uh, improvise. Let's, hmm. Todd, end it for us. And that's it for episode three, folks. <laughs> That was great. Perfect. Now I'm going to end episode four, just like that. We'll catch you to boys on. We'll, yeah, we'll catch y'all on day eight. Peace.